It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. Week six is behind us. We're on to week seven. And uh, I know I didn't have a great week last week, but uh, how about you? How you doing? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Please <laughs> place each other again. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? No. <laughs> the suicide. Yeah, the uh, you know we kind of joked around about it after the Giants get a win by the skin of their teeth, and now you're looking at uh, the if the Giants win and the Cowboys lose, the Giants are in first place at two and five. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's this is what you live for, right? Yeah, you're gonna have a playoff team that goes seven and nine. <laughs> it's uh you know making the playoffs is making the playoffs i guess but uh, uh i'm max carroll co uh host of uh, squaring up the sharp along with austin weinrich here and uh we uh we have a good good show for you today we're gonna do our uh, recap as usual uh, we got some more hot takes for you where i'm gonna throw some stuff at austin see how he feels about it and then uh we'll finish up with our our uh fantasy and week seven week seven right it's week seven yeah, picks we have the week seven yeah, it's flying by. Almost halfway done with the season already, and uh, uh, seems like the COVID uh, issues have have not gone away. We're not out of the woods yet, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But I know you just told me before we started that they sent home their entire offensive line. Yeah, um, it seems like Trent Brown is tested positive, so precautionary. John Gruden sent back uh, sent home every starting offensive lineman. Because they're obviously in the closest proximity of him. So uh, we'll see. We'll wait on those test results tomorrow. And uh, who knows? I'm imagining like a replacements type situation where you uh, have. Uh, we're getting to. Yeah. I mean, you have people that you've never heard of, never seen on a football field before. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but. Well, obviously, you know, that's the talk of the town right now where it seems like people left and right are getting or testing positive And it's just not not a good thing right now because the NFL really doesn't have a backup plan. You know, especially the later we get in the year, the tougher it's going to get to to make these changes. And you're going to put a lot of teams in some bad situations. Yeah, that uh, the bye weeks are starting to run out real soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's there's not going to be any left to go around. So we'll see. Um, we're recording uh, like we did a couple weeks ago. Last week we were in person. Uh, this week we're recording remotely again. Uh, going forward, you know, I'm I'm lagging behind here. I started a new job. I've got a lot of stuff going on. Big move. Um, so as far as getting the the stuff ready to go, so that we can start to upload these these uh, videos and and audio onto YouTube, which would be pretty fun because we could do a few more things and, and, and make it a little bit more interesting for you all. But, uh, look for that next week. We should be good to go next week. It's going to be a good episode next week. Cause we're going to have our buddy Kevin on if he's still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's a long, uh, long time diehard jets fan. And I don't even, I don't, I don't know how you can tell anybody that you're a jets fans these days, uh, jets fan these days. Cause it's, it's pretty rough out there. But we're going to have him on, see how he feels, if he's still around, and uh, and have a little bit of fun with him. So why don't you uh, start us off like normal with our recap of last week? Like I said, I didn't do too well, but you seem to uh, hold down the fort for us. So why don't you give us a quick recap? Hi. Um, you actually went one and four last week. You had the Giants minus two and a half. Of course, they couldn't cover when they finally got a win. The Rams minus three and a half which, I don't know, the Rams just did not show up to that game against the 49ers last week. They're, they worry me a little bit. Like, how do, uh, you know, I know that the Giants, the, the Rams are a team, they, they seem to play up and down to their opponent, and I, I don't really know what that was. That was just mind-boggling to me. But Yeah, Aaron Donald just looked frustrated in that game. Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, you hit Miami, minus nine, the double down, which, of course, was taking on the Jets. Yep who have uh, actually failed to cover, the only team remaining that has not covered the spread yet this season. It's hard to cover when you can't score any points. I think they're averaging like 11 points a game. It's ridiculous. I thought he's an offensive guru. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's awful. We'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But And then you, got, uh, you miss Dallas plus two and a half. Another game. I don't know what the hell that was all about. I don't know. I think 
they're starting to feel they're going to miss Dak Prescott now when it's going to be bad. Well, it just shows you how how bad that team actually is. Yeah, you know? they, they put all that draft capital in to the offense, but clearly they need to put some in that defense. Well, Maybe they, they should need C.D. Lamb at that pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised they took him there when it first happened. I thought they would go defense, but, I mean, C.D. Lamb's been great. He's just not what they need at this point. But, yeah, that was that the last one I had? Yeah. All right, so well, one and four. You missed the Jags head-to-head. Head-to-head, yeah. That was uh, – games were all over the place this week. If you did, if you had a good week this week, then you know, good on you. But it was a tough, it was a, it was a tough week this week. You had a lot of weird games. You had the Colts and the Bengals. Colts win, you know, just barely win against the, against that team, and they were a touchdown plus favorite. And the Ravens, who were covering all game, then decide nothing at some at one point or some. Yeah, and then the Eagles just storm back. The Giants can't cover late. You know, it's just. Really, just frustrating all across the board. Um, the Falcons blew out. Uh, who'd they play? You know, the, the Bucks blow out Green Bay. Like, just some weird, some weird game. A lot of teams just didn't show up this week. But what about you? How'd you do? I went uh, three and two for the week. Another solid week. Um, I missed Baltimore because they couldn't. They just stopped playing. It looked like in that game, and then they had to scramble to win. I had Detroit our head-to-head. Green Bay, I don't know what happened to them in that game, but they did not show up at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Tennessee because of Derrick Henry just scoring that touchdown in overtime. To get yeah. And I hit KC, which KC just dominated Buffalo. Yeah, I think the score was closer than that game actually and, was. To yeah, be honest, did. I love that uh, Monday night 5 p.m. game. It's great. It's awesome. I mean, it sucks for the people out at the out on the West Coast. Game starts at two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Monday. You miss the entire game because you're at work. But um, yeah, yeah, most people are working from home now, so you figured throwing on in the background. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I was on a I was on a conference call today, and everybody um, everybody's background was their uh, dining room uh, kitchen uh, china cabinet. That's just where we are, I guess. But. Yeah, some weird games. Green Bay doesn't show up. The Cowboys get blown out. Uh, why is it escaping me? You know who the who the Falcons played, but they just put a whooping on whoever they played. And then the uh, Steelers just there was a lot of lopsided games. Steelers destroyed the Browns. I think that score was thirty-eight-seven. Uh, destroyed the Vikings. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, and that was a game. I think it ended. I think it ended up being like forty-one to twenty or something like that. 40 to 23 was the final. 40 fun. to 23, yeah. So some weird games all across the board. Um, you know, like I said, if you did well, then 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 good. But uh, it, it's that, w- that was a tough week. And I'm not just saying that because I'm bitter. I went one and four, but um, it's a tough week. So Yeah, that brings your uh, your season record to 16 and 14. You're plus $40. Meanwhile, I'm back to 500 at 15 and 15, and I'm minus 150. Yeah, that one and four really brings you back down to earth. Real quick. Yeah, I think I was up three fifty, and now I'm up forty. So you, you, uh, it's it's tough to it's tough to keep it rolling. Uh, we'll get back on the horse this week and put out some good picks for you, and uh, and go from there. So let's touch on fantasy before we get to our hot takes. How'd you do on fantasy? I know we both placed in the Millionaire Maker. Yeah, um, you did a lot better than I did in the Millionaire Maker, but uh, I was pretty happy with my picks. I mean, I can't really complain, to be honest with you. How'd you do with um, with quarterback? Um, quarterback was left a little bit to be desired. I Stafford is my lock. Who had a nice, uh, eh, not nice, but a solid 13.3. And then Daniel Jones had a 14.88. The 76 rushing yards is big for him. 76 rushing yards. Um, yeah, I mean, we were both kind of in the same situation here because the Lions put up a lot of points. Stafford didn't really do much. Same thing with the Steelers. They put up 38 points, but Big Ben doesn't really do anything. Um, yeah, he goes 10.98. Yeah, that's crazy for a game that your offense puts up 38 points. So didn't like that. Um, my sleeper was Fitzpatrick, and he had three touchdowns in the first half and then had nothing in the second half because they just stopped. You know, both teams just stopped playing in the second half. But – 
and then he ends up getting benched now. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But. Yeah, it's it's you know kind of feel for him because the Dolphins are in a position where you know the Bills have lost two games in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, so they I mean, they're have they played two good teams, but yeah, well they're four and two. The Dolphins are three and two. Patriots two and three. I mean, you would think looked bad last week. Yeah. Oh my God, they looked awful. But yeah, I mean, how'd you do with your other positions? Uh, running back, I had my lock was Miles Gaskins. 16.6, and then DeAndre Swift is my sleeper, 30.3. 30.3. Yeah, I was very happy with that. Yeah, I went with the other running back from Detroit, uh, AP. He did get a touchdown, but outside of that, I mean, he had 16 touches. He just didn't do much with it. Swift was obviously the better back. They were both pretty cheap, I think. They were both yeah. around the same price. Below 5K. Both below 5K. So, I mean, if you went with either one of them, obviously Swift outscored AP by two and a half to one. But, um, you know, I was happy with what AP did as well. And then you locked in uh, Jonathan Taylor. What a solid game, 15.5. Yeah, he, you know, I, the game in the the first half was just out of hand. I mean, I think the Bengals were up 21 nothing at one point, And the Colts then decided to wake up and they actually come back to win the game. Did yeah. they win the game? They did win the game, right? Trey Burton was the uh, sleeper to the end <laughs> pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, I had him on my millionaire team, and he scores two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. So weird. he's a weird player. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hyped him up all last year and didn't use him at all. Yeah, because he came from the Eagles after they, uh, what was he, he was part of that Philly special. I'm pretty sure, yes. And then, you know, he was always, he's always been athletic, fast, tight end, and then they expected to use him a lot in Chicago, Indianapolis, and he has a good game. So um, I hit with my, you know, my double lock of Will Fuller did well, 27-plus points at a big game again against the Titans, which is what I was banking on, just the history there. Uh, outside of that, I mean, you know, I, di- I did well in fantasy, but not with the players that I chose. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's more of a uh, an aberration than anything else. But, um, yeah, it was a uh, good week overall fantasy-wise, just not the picks that I gave out on the podcast. So I'll have to start tweeting out my, my full rosters and uh, give people an idea of what I'm doing with the rest of my picks because how can you believe anything I'm saying at this point? <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so is there anything else you wanted to add for uh, – no, fantasy wise, was just a nice uh, week. We both placed in the Millionaire Maker. I finished with around 158 using most of my picks, and you were way up there. Would you I end was, up placing? I was just under two, 200 points. Um, I finished 30, 30, just uh, just below 3300th place. Um, so it was good. Um, the I won the our friends league that we did pretty much going away. You came in second in that one as well. So first and second in that league. But a lot of players went off. I mean, Justin Jefferson, another game. I think it's the second game of 40 plus fantasy points. Um, yeah. It's it's nice to pick Minnesota when they're just going to go down by 30 points and then force the throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two receiving touchdowns, nine catches, 166 yards. All right, Trey Burton on there. Will Fuller, Derrick Henry just went nuts. We already talked about him. He had that what uh, it's like a 75 yard touchdown run. No, that was 90 something yards. 94 or something or 96. That's uh, it's a huge. You know, he was he was very high owned this week, but I mean, you pretty much had to have him. Uh, on your team so uh yeah i mean i'll take it maybe what we'll start doing is just tweeting out our uh our pictures now so that people get an idea of what we're doing with the rest of our picks um so let's jump into the hot takes here okay i have a few hot takes i'm going to throw at you uh and apologize if it's a little bit awkward with the uh with the communication here i can see austin's face so i know when he's going to talk (laughs) <laughs> but he but he can't see my face, so that's why we're uh, there might be a little bit of a pause in between these sections here because uh, he can't he can't see where I'm going. But um, we'll, we'll we'll work on it. We're uh, like I said, next week we're we're gonna be all squared away with uh, with audio and video, and we're gonna be sharing our screens. We're gonna be doing all this stuff that we've been trying to do for a while now. We just haven't had the time to hook it all up, so um, it's gonna be fun. But I got I have three for you. One of them's a two-parter, similar to how we were going about it last week. I had a couple two-parters. The first one I'll, I'll go with. Um, I know you've joked about this already, but what's your what's your thoughts on what the Johnson family had to do that Gase now knows about to where he do, is not getting? I'm just curious what you think. 
they might have done. <laughs> um, I know Woody Johnson was accused of some, uh, I don't know, something not good on government emails because Woody actually technically had to sell the team to his brother and step down because he be- he was the prime minister of England and he got into a little snafu over there. So I can only imagine what, I don't even know, what's this one's name? What's this Johnson's name? Christopher, the son? Yeah, Christopher. Christopher Johnson? Yeah, I don't know. And it's It's got to be something terrible because how does this guy still have a job? I, it must have been one of those like eyes wide shut parties or something. <laughs> and snap the quick picture too oh man it's just uh i just don't i don't understand it i don't know if i ever will but uh it's got to be coming to an end soon i mean i don't know how you can stick with this guy i mean you would figure that if the jets are going to do it it's got to be just looking up their bye week here i think Maybe. they're week nine so we've seen bill o'brien get fired and the Texans win the following week and then almost beat the undefeated Titans, right? We see Dan Quinn get fired and the Falcons win two games in a row. No, no, no. This was uh, the- sorry, sorry, this was the first game, right? Yeah, he got fired a week after Bill Brown. So he, they come out and just go all crazy on the Vikings, which are the Vikings are not a good team, but they put up 43 points. I, I mean, I feel like you have to go back a ways to – see the last time the Falcons were that good on offense. Yeah, they, but to be honest, it's not like they changed anything on their offensive staff. It's just they just fired Dan Quinn, who the head coach really should only be managing timeouts and maybe fourth down calls. That's really it. Well, he's got to have a feel for the game. But yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, you would like to be able to trust the coordinators to make the calls because number one, that's why you hired them. And number two, if team isn't performing well you have somebody to fire (laughs) if you're gonna do what bill o'brien was doing and calling everything and on you it's it's inexcusable if you're gonna take responsibility of the offense or the defense and then it's gonna take away from you being able to manage the game as a whole which is what bill o'brien was awful at doing that's when it's like all right what's more important are you gonna give the range to the person that you hire to do that job so that you can be better at yours or are you just going to bring the whole organization down because you don't want to give it up uh well i think we saw with bill o'brien that he wanted to burn every bridge possible before he left town it's almost like he was like it was like an inside job <laughs> <laughs> he traded away their best player he's, they have no they have no draft picks he's nero he wanted to watch rome burn and play the fiddle that's you know, he that's what he's doing, sitting at home. He's playing like the recorder or something. But it's just, you know, and then you look at Dan Quinn, who I think was calling the defense. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, he did, and then he didn't. I don't know this season what he was doing. I know usually, he took it over. That's, that's usually what happens when a coach is feeling the heat. They take back the uh, responsibilities because they want to show, hey, you know, now nah, we're going to we're going to turn it around because I'm going to take it back from you and kind of put the blame on that person. Obviously, yeah. that don't you think at that point it's like, oh, then aren't you really just a defensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I'm, he'll probably he'll get another job as a defensive coordinator. He was great in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he goes. Maybe he might look into college or something. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like being a college coach is when you compare the two, I just feel like being a college coach has so much more to offer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but when you play GM slash, uh, yeah, you're the whole, you're the, you're everything. And not, not just because of the power of it, but it's also the atmosphere where, you know, if you're, if you're a good college, you know, if you're a good college coach and you build a good program, you'll be around for forever. And honestly, even if you're just an above average coach, you just need to win seven games. Yeah. But you get just, if you win your division, probably once every six years, you're safe forever. Yeah. If you win, if you go 500, you make a bowl game. <laughs> like that's how, that's how it works. And like you look at Saban and Sweeney and, and all those guys, and they are in positions where they're going to be there for forever if they want to be. Speaking of Dabo Sweeney, how can you want to stay in the ACC after you're just dominating Georgia Tech? What was it, 70-something to 7? It was 73-7, to I think was the final score. Yeah, so why would you not want to come to the NFL, especially with your quarterbacks probably almost guaranteed to be the number one pick? That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Maybe that's what the Jets are going to do. I don't know if it's ever been done before. I'd be very interested. If they have the number one pick, they hire Dabo Sweeney for like $15 million a year, and then they draft Trevor Lawrence. 
I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to build a, a team, you might as well start that way. But yeah, that's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't see the Jets winning a game. That's like, that's the scary part is you can't look on the schedule and say, oh, here, I actually just had their schedule up. So they have a bye week 11, no, week 10. So you'd figure they have a Monday night game against New England. They get blown out there. Then you would figure that you fire him Tuesday. Then the head coach, the new interim head coach gets basically a week and a half. But listen to the schedule. Buffalo this week. Loss. Yeah. KC next week. Week Loss. eight. New England week nine. Loss. Bye week. So they can't lose that week. Loss. <laughs> You got uh, the Chargers week 11. I could see maybe something funky happening. I don't know. By that point, I mean, Herbert's going to have another four games under his belt. Yeah, but it's the Chargers, so you never know. And it's yeah. it's at Los Angeles, so there's always that uh, last possession drive missed field goal for the Chargers. Yeah, if the Jets can score any points. Uh, Miami week 12. Now with Tua, I say that is a chance. Well, it also depends on if freaking Darnold... Uh, Darnold has these mysterious illnesses, these mysterious injuries. He sees things that aren't there. He hallucinates. Like, what's what's his deal? Is he gonna? Is he even gonna play? I don't he's, know. He is playing this week. They said he's on uh, track to play. He's on track to play. So on Sunday, you know, at 11 a.m. when they have to send out their inactive list, he'll be on the inactive list because he saw ghosts in the locker room or something like that. Casper is just hanging out. In <laughs> Week 13 is the Raiders. Loss. Week 14, Seattle. Double loss. 15 is the Rams. Eh, they'll still lose. Then Cleveland week 16, and they finish with the Patriots week 17. Just think about what Aaron Donald is going to do to that offensive line. <laughs> Especially if he's on track for uh, the sack record, which he's pretty close. I think he's, he fell off the pace last week. but He just has to have another four sacks. He'll get four sacks against the Jets. I'd be so scared. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, like, I can't even imagine. The thing is, they were talking about in the game is that he's, so he's only six foot one. I know. What is but he, he, like, 290 or something? Yeah, like, he's not like, like, when you look at offensive linemen, all these guys are 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, 320. But he actually says that he's glad that he's not that big because he has such a lower center of gravity. Well, and they, most teams usually like their guards to be in the 6-3. They don't like... Yeah. That was the Giants' problem. That's why they never wanted to move Eric Flowers inside because they said he was too big to play guard. And they were wrong because yeah. he's actually pretty good <laughs> at guard. But, yeah, I, I, don't see, uh, I don't see a win on the Jets' schedule. Uh, there are some games where you're like, eh, maybe, but still no. Um I mean, to be honest, a lot of these games are going to be double-digit underdogs. I would say at least. Yeah. Well, we got one this week. Definitely next week. Seattle will be double-double-digit do- dogs. The Rams will probably be double-digit dogs unless something happens. Yeah. It's probably even too. Who who's that? Cleveland will probably be double-digit dogs. They're like nine. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough sledding. I, I just, I don't see it. We'll, we'll talk to Kevin more about it next week when we have him on, he's got a, probably a better idea of, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't, I don't know. No, I, I don't know who, I don't know who does at this point, but, uh, we'll talk to him and, and kind of see what he, so we'll see what he thinks about the whole situation. So, um, just get back on track here. The second part of this is, so obviously Le'Veon Bell got picked up by the chiefs, right? Yep. So, what I'm what I'm envisioning is Le'Veon Bell. Now he's on the Chiefs. He's going to play a big role. He's going to show how much he has left in the tank, and that's just going to even more solidify how crazy Adam Gase is for not wanting him, not giving him the ball. Um, do you see that kind of playing out the same way? Um. Yeah. Actually, Bell's probably going to be like a third down back. I would assume. That's gonna be. He's gonna play that uh, Sean McCoy type role that uh, he did for the Chiefs last year. Except he's, I, in my opinion, he's a lot better than Sean McCoy. I 100% agree. But uh, they really like Edwards Hilaire. I mean, for once in his life, Andy Reid's trying to establish the run. Yeah, he's uh, Edwards Hilaire is second in the league. 
He's the only, he's one of two. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry's number one. I think he's at five eighty eight, and uh, Edward Solaire is just over five hundred, second in the league. So they're obviously uh, you know establishing the run. You could see Fitz uh, Fitzpatrick. Well, <laughs> he uh, you know taking a little bit of pressure off of him. These these aren't the same high flying Chiefs that we saw last year or the year before. And it, to be honest, they're probably a better team for it. They control the clock a little bit more. I mean, that used to be the only way you could beat the Chiefs was have 40 minutes of ball control. And even then, like when they played the Raiders last season, they put up four touchdowns in one quarter, and that's all the Raiders gave up. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, as far as Bell, I just think that, like, if he goes there and plays well, it's just going to be like, all right, well, Gase is never going to get another, like, coaching opportunity. He's just, it's just so toxic what he's done. We've seen with Tannehill. Tannehill goes somewhere else, and now he's, like, a star. Uh, Le'Veon, they bring in Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't use him. He hates him. He doesn't, and then, but it's like your offense is so anemic. Even if you hate the guy, why not get something out of him? Because you're paying him. Like, it just, um, like everything that he does is wrong. They'd rather go with uh, Frank Gore, 38-year-old Frank Gore. He's the star yeah. of the offense. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. But uh, let's get to number two here. So we talked about the Dolphins benching Fitzpatrick for Tua. Uh, the Dolphins will miss the playoffs with Tua starting over Fitzpatrick. Hmm. Well, let me pull up the... AFC standings right now. I mean, they're three and two. They're in second place. All right. So right now, the AFC East is the Bills are four and two. Dolphins three and three. Pats two and three. So you got to figure the Chiefs are winning the West. We both agree on that. Yes. The North is a race between the Steelers and the Ravens. Even the Browns are four and two. So they'll probably make a wild card. Mm. So you do have that extra wild card. The the Colts are they scare me because you know yeah, I get from them. I don't trust the Colts, but they are four and two. So you figure the Steelers, the Browns, and then it's between. The Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Colts for that uh, like seventh wild card spot. Yeah, right now the Dolphins are in there. You know, if the season ended today, they wouldn't make the playoffs. I thought they were three and two for some reason, but they're three and three. Um, no, just the three and three in the division, kind of there. I'm surprised that you know coming off of two, you know, they've won two games in a row. Why are you rushing Tua in when Fitzpatrick seems to be playing pretty well right now? I mean, if you remember when we were younger, this is back in 2004. The same thing happened to the Giants with, I think we're five, five and four. four. Yeah. And that's a winning record, and they definitely had a shot, but they wanted to get Eli in. I think they lost the rest of their games. Mm, maybe they won one. But. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look it up now because I'm. Yeah, they won. They went one and one and six the rest of the way. So, you know, they, you know, they gave up a potential. You know, it is. It's the same type of deal. So, it's them looking at their organization and realizing, hey, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We still need to rebuild. Yeah. They they still have a lot of holes. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a surprising move. I know that Fitzpatrick came out and said that he was uh, heartbroken um, because they decided to do that. So, uh, you know, he's he's fun to watch. I think he's more heartbroken on the way it was found out because it leaked to Schefter. And yeah. Schefter had the news before anyone even in the organization had it. Yeah, that's that's true. I think I saw it first on, on his Twitter, uh, Schefter's Twitter, so... Um, you know, he's just that old school guy. Like he, you know, he's fun to watch. And, uh, he took a, he took a hit when he went down to slide. 
And I was thinking he wasn't going to get up, but he pops right back up. And, you know, he's just old school. You know, he plays the game old school, which is fun fun to watch. But uh, let's do the last one here before we get to our uh, next uh, fantasy for week seven. Um, Carson Wentz will get benched for Jalen Hurd. Zero percent chance unless injury happens. Zero percent. Yes. Even though they've they've started to use herd in certain situations, tried to get him in the game a little bit. Nothing. You're not feeling it. No. I mean, herd's a nice story. I mean, herd. The only reason he went to Oklahoma is because he lost his starting job to Tua in Alabama. Yeah, and that whole thing was kind of surprising to me because herd was like. Heisman candidate, and he was killing it down there. And then Tua comes along and throws Hurd out the door. So, but uh, I think Hurd got hurt in the uh, what was it the national championship game, maybe? And Tua came in and won it for him. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I think I think you are correct. Um, but I'd be one I'd be, year at more a year at Alabama, then he went to Oklahoma and. Oklahoma just, you know, you just go there to put up numbers as quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Most Oklahoma quarterbacks have actually struggled in the NFL when you look at it. Most Big 12 quarterbacks, if you want to generalize, which, you know, you look at history and that's the case. So, um, but yeah, I was just curious. The Eagles are 1 4 and 1. They're in second place in the division, which is crazy. Uh, I just looked at the, the NFC East. Cowboys have given up 218 points in six games. Yeah, I mean, the Giants even scored 30-plus points against them. 218 points. That's 36 points a game. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, you're starting to get those uh, Cowboy media reports down there that the coaches don't know what they're doing. The locker room's starting to turn on Mike McCarthy already one year in. Well, that's, I mean, he was their guy. They didn't let him leave. I know the Giants wanted to uh, interview him, but the Cowboys Cowboys said, uh, we're not going to let him walk out of the facility. Yeah, Jerry Jones took him to the winery. <laughs> told, uh, a nice lie that he watched every single, uh, every single play of 2019. And then at his opening presser, he was like, "Oh no, I was just padding my resume. I didn't watch every single play." Yeah, get try getting away with that in like the real world, <laughs> where you go for a job interview and they're like, "Oh, it says that you did this." And you're like, "Ah, eh, nah, I just put that on there because it looks good. I really want the job." It's like my, my name's already on the paper, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, all right, so those were my uh, hot takes. Maybe not such hot takes, but warm takes. Um, you know, I try to find some. This was just a weird week. I try to find some some interesting storylines and and uh, see what you think about it. So, let's move to our week seven fantasy picks, and then uh, we'll finish up with our uh, against the spread picks for week seven. So, how, how you what are you uh, leaning towards for uh, quarterbacks in fantasy this week? Hey, um, quarterbacks. I'm going to go scroll down the list a little bit. And I'm going to go uh, as my lock, Justin Herbert against the Jags. Okay. That Jags secondary has been god-awful these past couple games. And I think the Jags got their one win that week one against the Colts, and this could be it for them. Yeah, they have not looked good since. Uh, I'll say that, Um, and that's pretty obvious. Um, What about your sleeper? There's some... some Pretty good options this week. Yeah, um, a sleeper. I was looking at Minshew or Bridgewater, and I think I'm going to go Bridgewater because I like his options more and DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, he's got some good weapons. He's he's consistent. I mean, he had a bad let, week last week, but yeah, to, yeah. The Chicago defense is tough. Um, but my uh, my lock this week, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers against that Houston defense. Aaron Rodgers was pretty much embarrassed against the Bucks. Threw for 160 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. 
I think he had that one rushing touchdown. That was it. Uh, no, he didn't even have a rushing touchdown. I think he, he was ruled out, actually. That's oh. what it was. Yeah. Uh, completion percentage was under 50%, which I don't know when the last time that happened was. Um, but, yeah, this Houston defense is uh, is pretty bad. They just gave up over 600 yards of offense to the Titans, I believe. So I'm looking at uh, Aaron Rodgers to come back and have a, have a bounce-back game. Um, for my sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Sir Kyle Allen against the Cowboys. I think I think he's um you know he's pretty much locked in as the as the starter right now for this Washington team and did throw two touchdowns last week 280 yards against the Giants defense that's decent um at least in the, you know Bradbury and Logan I like the way Logan Ryan plays by the way Yeah I like that You got to you got to find it weird that he was only offered a one-year deal and the Giants were the only team that even offered him anything. Yeah, he flies around, he tackles, and you know the secondary didn't look great uh, last week against the Redskins, but uh, Kyle Allen looked pretty good. And against the Cowboys' defense, uh, I'll take him fifty-two hundred for Kyle Allen. So if you get you know fifteen points out of him, you're you're feeling pretty good about that. So those are my quarterback picks. What about uh, let's move to running back? Running back. Speaking of, you're on the game that I think is going to be a blowout. Uh, Green Bay against Houston. So I'm going to take Aaron Jones. Good pick. I like it. That rushing defense in Houston is the worst in the league, and it's not getting any better anytime soon. No. I think um, Houston kind of, I could see a letdown this game because of all the energy that they expend to try to beat the Titans last week, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. Seen that? I mean, we saw what did Henry run for? Two-something last week? Two, yeah, two, yeah, he was he was up there. I think he averaged uh, over 10 yards a carry, which is not surprising after a 94-yard run. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Aaron Jones this week. What about your sleeper? My sleeper, I'm going to go uh, Devin Singletary. Had a bad game last week against the Chiefs, but rushing against this Jets offense, I think uh, the Bills are going to slow it down a little bit, and they want to reestablish the run. All right. Singletary, they're, they're trying to get him more involved, uh, and he is, you know. He passes, which is nice, out of the backfield. Yeah. I know Zach Moss is back, I believe. Yes, he uh, came back this week, but he didn't do much either. I mean, Singletary's got 18 catches for 135, so they, they're dumping it off to him. He's getting targeted a lot. That's not bad. Three Averaging three catches a game. Um, that's three easy points, and then you have the chance for yards on top of that, obviously. Uh, my lock this week, I'm going to go right to the top, and I'm going to lock in Alvin Kamara against the Panthers. Good pick, good pick. Worst ranked rushing um, defense against uh, running for In fantasy right. purposes, and with how the Saints play right now, it's just you know it's the Kamara show. Just a matter if he gets in the end zone or not, because when he gets in the end zone, you're seeing thirty something. One game he had forty seven point seven because he had thirteen catches. This is a game where he's going to uh, to go off. Um, so I like him, lock him in. Easy easy for me. Uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Todd Gurley against the uh, Detroit Lions. I like that pick a lot. I think Gurley, you know, he's had some pretty good games, averaging 15 points per game, this uh, uh, fantasy points per game this year. Uh, and he's getting the ball a lot. He's getting at least 15 to, to 20 touches a game minimum. Uh, if not more. So I like Gurley. They seem to be committed to just getting him the football. Uh, you know, he had 20 carries last week, only 47 yards, which was kind of surprised against that Minnesota defense. But um, I look for a bounce back here. So lock and sleeper, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley. Let's move to wide receiver. All right. Uh, my lock, I'm going to take 
Mr. Kenny Galladay. In the three games he's played this season, he scored over 16 points in every game. And I don't trust that Atlanta secondary to do anything. Yeah, and you're kind of safe because even if Atlanta puts up points, you know, the Lions have the capability to just air it out. Yeah, the game flow won't matter either way. Yeah. And then uh, my sleeper is, uh, I don't know if he's really a sleeper. Everyone knows his name, but uh, Terry McLaurin. I think the Redskins need to get him involved more. Yeah, he had uh, 7 for 74 last week, targeted 12 times, but they got to figure out a way to, I want him to have 15 to 20 targets a game. Yeah, the uh, three three out of the six games so far this year, he's had double-digit targets, so, and this is a game where you would think it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, Uh, secondary, of course. Yeah, and with with the way he runs his routes, I mean nobody's going to be able to cover him. So I like that. I like that pick a lot, and he's still cheap at fifty eight hundred. Um, that's a really good pick this week. Uh, my lock, uh, I'm going to stack with Rogers. I'm going to go Devonte Adams. Can't go wrong here. It's first game back after three games out with the injury. Six catches, 61 yards, 10 targets. So he he's going to step right back in, you know, one week more, uh, you know, back with the team, back from injury. I think he's going to have a huge game against the Houston, uh, Houston Texans. Uh, I like him a lot, 7,900. And then my sleeper, I'm going to go 4,900 Christian Kirk against Seattle. Seattle, I, I see a lot of points in this game, and Christian Kirk, uh, double-digit points the last three games. He's gotten more involved. He had that big touch. He had two touchdown catches last week. Those were his only two catches. Um, <laughs> one was but, 80 yards, and the other one? Six yards, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he's a playmaker, and I like him uh, 4,900 against Seattle, who's – Last ranked against uh, fantasy in fantasy against wide receivers, so um, I like him. Forty nine hundred is pretty cheap. So let's get to tight end and then defense, and then we'll uh, get to our against the spread pick. So how do you, who do you like for tight end? Tight end, I like uh, in that Detroit game. I like T.J. Hawkinson. Yep, I like him a lot. He's got seventeen catches, only two hundred yards in the season, but uh, three touchdowns. I don't know what's going on because Patricia comes from an offense where the tight end is God. Yeah. But for some reason that is not transferred over, but Hawkinson has picked up against Atlanta. I think they're 28th against the tight end in points allowed. And then uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go uh, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. I like him a lot too this week. He's been, uh, you know, just a solid amount of targets. Even with Dalton last week, he still had five targets, four for 35. If anything, I think his value increases with Dalton. Yeah, I think, what did he have? Um, Yeah, I mean, his production didn't really drop off. Still had his, you know, four catches. Targets were about where they've been all year at five. That's what he's been averaging pretty much. Um, as far as Hawkinson, I mean, this was supposed to be like a breakout year for him and they just haven't used him. Yeah. He's when they've thrown to him, uh, you know, you could see three touchdowns on 17 catches, but the targets really haven't been there. They're really not throwing him the ball too much, but when they do good things seem to happen. So why not do it more? Um, my lock this week, I'm going to throw him in with, uh, your quarterback, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry, 4,500 going up against that Jacksonville defense. And, and Herbert's looked to him a lot. Uh, he's averaging about eight targets a game, maybe just underneath that, but seven or eight targets a game for Hunter Henry. And uh, I like him against that Jacksonville defense. And he's still relatively cheap. I mean, 4,500 for a guy that's going to get seven or eight targets, that's not that's not terrible at all. Uh, and then for my sleeper, it's pretty tough with tight end because it's just tough. There's not too many bargain 
bargain basement type of guys here. Last week you had people like um, I, had, I had Logan Thomas last week. But, he uh, caught a he caught a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, that's all that matters. You just need that one touchdown. Yeah, they had uh, the backup because Jonu Smith got hurt. He was my lock last week, getting hurt. That guy Anthony Ferkshire, second string tight end for the uh, for the Titans, just went off. And I think the guy who won the Millionaire Maker had him in his lineup. Which hey, sometimes you just get lucky, right? Why wouldn't you have him in your lineup? Yeah, exactly. Let me see what he had here. He had eight for one thirteen and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he was uh, twenty five hundred last week. So he was as cheap as it gets for a position player. Um, I'm going to go with Ian Thomas, the tight end for the uh, Carolina Panthers. He's an athletic guy, hasn't really been used much, but uh, he's going up against the New Orleans defense that uh, struggles against covering tight ends. So that's just basically like my punt play. That's my, you know, Ferkshire play <laughs> for, th- for three grand. Um, Really hasn't done much all year, but uh, give me a touchdown, I'll be happy. Let's finish up with defense before we get to our against the spread picks. Who do you uh, look at defensively this week? To be honest, I think we're both going to be locking in the Bills without even knowing what you're picking. You kind of have to, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how you can not lock in defense against the Jets. And then my my sleeper should be uh, Green Bay. Um, Green Bay. They they yeah. had one last week, a nice negative one, but uh, they have two picks on the season, one fumble recovery, a touchdown, and twelve sacks. I look to them to have five or six sacks this game, and probably at least one interception. From the the Smith brothers are gonna get after it. You think? Yes. Uh, the Bills' defense has been very disappointing this year uh and that's putting it lightly they've they've put up 23 or more points in five of the six games and just really haven't haven't looked good but you kind of you just have to take them despite how bad they've been they're still the the highest price defense because they're going up against the jets so especially if darnold's out i mean flacco just looks terrible (laughs) And you see some of those names, Flacco's going to pass and shit. They were just hyping it up. Yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, you passed. Yeah, because you can compare the two. Yeah. Uh, I hate when they do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the bills are pretty obvious. So I'm going to I'm gonna go just one down. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs defense the last couple weeks, um, and, and not, not too great. Uh, minus one against Vegas and then three points against Buffalo. Um, you know, they have seven picks in six games. So, you know, they're getting their turnovers. You just need one of them to go to the house. And, you know, they're special teams. It's just a matter of time before, you know, Hardman returns a punt for a touchdown or something. And, and uh, against this Denver team, I think they're going to they're gonna do pretty well. Denver doesn't really have, have much offensively outside of when they play the Jets and put up 38 points or whatever they put up. Um, my sleeper defense is going to be the... I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins against Dallas. Uh, I only like to choose Washington when they're at home uh, for some reason. I think they just play better at home. They get after the quarterback. They have 16 sacks. They also have seven interceptions, so they're getting turnovers too. I like them this week uh, against uh, Andy Dalton. I'm not really sure what to expect out of the Cowboys. I feel like this is a trap, and the Cowboys are going to blow them out. But, hey, I mean, I'll uh, I'll take them for 2,500 and give me a few sacks and a couple turnovers, and, and I'll be happy with that. So those are our fantasy picks. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll try to tweet out our our millionaire. Maybe we'll do that this week. We'll tweet out our millionaire teams. I know you've been kind of doing it already with uh, with your girlfriend. Yes. So we'll we'll try to you know make a habit of that, and I'll and I'll tweet out my team, and and uh, you know we'll we'll have a little friend, friendly competition in the in the millionaire maker. Um, 
But let's get to our against the spread picks and uh, wrap up with that. So you want to start with our head to head? Yeah, sure. Let's get it out of the way. We're going to do uh, I'm going to take Seattle minus three and a half and you're going to go with the cards at plus three and a half is our head to head. I mean, I just love Seattle. Yeah, you've been on them all year, pretty much. Yeah, I uh, I have them as a, a pick for our wins over, and they've not disappointed me. I picked them to win the division. I actually have a pick to win the Super Bowl, and if they, up, if they could just figure out their defense. Yeah, that's where I was going with this one. I think, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and at three and a half for the Cardinals, I'll take that. I could see it being a field goal game, even if it's – you know, Seattle's up, you know, 10 points, you know, giving up a, a late touchdown because Kyler Murray is going to get his points somehow. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins after, I think he only had two catches last week. I think that he's going to come back and have a big game. So um, that's my rationale. But uh, let's fin- let's hear the rest of, actually, we'll go, we'll go one and one. So what, what do you got for your next pick? I'm going to do my double down as the Carolina Panthers plus seven and a half. To be honest, the Saints and Carolina feel like the same exact team. <laughs> yeah, no, they, I mean, they that really doesn't want to throw downfield. They like to run and control the ball. So I don't see a ton of points in this game, but seven and a half. I'm taking Carolina here. Yeah. If you think the game's going to be, cl- uh, you know, relatively low scoring and it's a spread like that you're going to take the the underdog and and seven and a half that backdoor cover too exactly with the seven and a half uh it allows it gives you a little bit of leeway so um my double down this week going to be the bills uh minus 13 and a half against the jets i don't see how the bills don't win by two touchdowns i think coming off of two straight losses they're going to uh Look to slaughter the Jets. Yeah, I think this is going to be a get well game for them uh, after two tough games. So I'll take that two. I'll take that thirteen and a half all day long against the Jets. They haven't. The Jets haven't shown me anything to not feel comfortable taking that number. So uh, I'll take that thirteen and a half. All right. Um. Next. Uh. I guess we'll take the Thursday night game. The Giants plus four and a half. The Giants have actually. Covered the last four out of six Eagles. They haven't won any of the games, but they've covered. <laughs> yeah, this is like a. This is either going to be like a. This is going to be one of those games where it's either going to be a great game or just a terrible game. I it's think not an ugly, disgusting. You're going to want to turn it off at halftime game. It'll be close, and there might be some late drama, but I think it's going to be a disgusting game. Yeah, um, I am. In agreement with you, unfortunately. But hey, if the Giants can come out and somehow get a win, then things change. Even though I know, uh, I know our buddy Jerry is—he uh, was upset that they won last week, just because he wants he wants a high higher draft pick. And there's so many bad teams that it's like, all right, the Giants basically have to finish with like two wins tops if they want to get a top five pick. Because there are just so many bad teams. ESPN had the odds of the number one pick, and I think the Giants are now at 11%. The Jets are at like 60-something. The Jags are in the like uh, the 20s. Yeah, you have the Jags, you have the Bengals, you have the Texans. They all have one win. Uh, who else do you have? You have, uh... you have the number one pick. That's the best part about the Texans. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a first-round pick. Um, who has their pick? The Seahawks? The Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the Falcons have one win. The I don't even know. The Broncos, I think, have two. Uh, you know, there there's so many teams that you just don't know where they're going to go from here. And, you know, if the Giants get a win and can move into second place in the division, <laughs> it's a different story. So, um, But my second pick this week, speaking of the one-win Falcons, I like the Falcons. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Lions. I'm just looking for this offense to keep it rolling. I mean, with Quinn out of the picture, I think they're going to 
I think their their interim head coach is uh, who's it? Raheem Morris. I think. Yeah, the, he's the he was the D coordinator. Uh, I know they've been talking about him getting a head coaching job. Wasn't he the head coach of the Bucks? Yeah, back in the day. He was the head coach of the Bucks, and then they brought in Arians. So, head coaching experience. I think uh, I think you're going to see some life out of this team. So I'll take the I'll take the two and a half points against the Lions defense um, that is very uh, suspect. <laughs> Hey, um, my next pick, I'm going to take Green Bay minus three and a half. After that shellacking? Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. And I agree. There's nothing more dangerous than a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Uh, he's like a, he's a scary man. <laughs> he's a scary man. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like uh, the Packers to come back and have a bounce back game. Um. Yeah, yeah. There's only you know, like uh, like we talked about. I think that I think this is a game where the Texans are just not going to have any energy. Um, but my third pick this week, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I know it's a big number, but the way that they're playing right now, I kind of like I like their style. I think they're controlling the clock. Uh, you brought that up. They're controlling the clock. They're scoring when they need to score. Their defense. You know, seems to seems to play well in bigger games. Uh, this is a division game on the road in Denver, and Denver, you know, coming off of a win against the Patriots, which I think is kind of like what their Super Bowl uh, would be. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs to get a double-digit victory. Uh, they're minus nine and a half. So give me the Chiefs to uh, to come out and get a double-digit win. All right. Uh, for my final pick, I'm going to take. Tampa Bay minus four. It's a Sunday night game, primetime game. Brady loves these games. And also, the Raiders are under their COVID watch, too. I mean, we talked about it earlier, how they sent home their whole offensive line. That scares me when the team yeah, a whole unit. Yeah, that offensive line has been pretty big for them. So if there's any issues there, then... Uh, that's going to be a problem because you know, I don't know. The, the, it's after the quarterback. Yeah, they um, they've got a good D line. They've got some good linebackers. I mean, they're they're good. Uh, you know, the secondary leaves a lot to be desired, but their their front seven are, are are pretty good, and they'll get after it. So uh, obviously, you know, you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, but if for some reason, you know, you start seeing people ruled out because of COVID and all that, then that number is going to grow. So I don't see how the NFL can move this game. You can't lose a Sunday night game. No, I mean, I mean, they could move it to, to Monday, but they could just, you know, move it to Monday and have another 5 p.m. start. But I don't know with everything they say about COVID. It's like, how do they how do they test negative so quickly? I I don't know. It could be the tests they're using. I know it might not be the most reliable test. Yeah, but isn't that that's a problem too? I mean, like you're using a test that's given false positives. It could also be giving false negatives. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the concern uh, with a lot of these tests. It's not. Some you know, of the full eighty percent correct rate. Yeah, when you have a test that's not sensitive, it's it's more likely to give you a false negative than a false positive. Like if you get a, if you get a positive test, most likely that's a good result, not good. And, you know, I put that in quotation marks, air quotes, because I'm just saying that that's, that's an accurate test. If you get a positive, it's more likely that it's accurate positive than it is negative. If you're talking about the, reliability of the test that makes sense mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so keep an eye on that box minus four coming off a big win against uh green bay who has a better defense better you know you could say it has a better offense they got Devonte adams back aaron jones so that was just a complete win by the box and uh you know why not bet on him again so you were right that was the last pick i was confused for some reason i thought we had two more left but uh the last pick for me is going to be the 
Cowboys, which kind of goes against everything that I've been saying <laughs> until this point. Because, uh, you know, I like I like fantasy-wise. I like Washington. Uh, I like their defense this week. I like Kyle Allen. But uh, I don't know. Um, it still is the Washington football team. So. Yeah, did I say Redskins? Yeah, you did earlier. I, I did. All right. I apologize. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, I just, I mean, if the Cowboys are going to win it, they they have to win this game. <laughs> they have to win this game or the wheels are just going to fall off if they haven't already. I mean, the Cowboys are what? What are they, two and four? Are they two and four? Yes. All right. So even if the Cowboys lose uh, and the Giants win, the Cowboys will still be in first place because they have the tiebreaker. But they have to win. The, somebody has to win this division. And the Cowboys, even though they're two and four, they have they're on paper they're the best team. So, uh, you know, I don't understand it. And even though Prescott's out, Andy Dalton is a starting. You could still say that he's a starting caliber quarterback. I don't know what happened last week, but Cowboys are plus one. I mean, if you're going to take this, you might as well just take them to win straight up, because what are you going to do? You're going to push like you can do is push. In. Yeah, you might as well just take them to win. Uh, right now they're minus one hundred and seven to win, so you're getting they're minus one twenty to uh, with, with the spread minus one hundred and seven to win. You might as well just take them to win. Uh, I do think they're the better team. I just you don't know what you're going to get out of them, and they just scare you, uh, after, especially after what happened last week. You just don't know what you're getting. So, why don't you give us a quick recap before we head out and. Uh, what do you what do you got for the recap? All right, Max, you're on the cards plus three and a half. The Bills minus thirteen and a half. Atlanta plus two and a half. KC minus nine and a half. And the Cowboys plus one. Your season record sixteen and fourteen. Meanwhile, I'm on the Seahawks minus three and a half. The Giants plus four and a half. Carolina plus seven and a half. Green Bay plus three and a half. And Tampa Bay minus four, and I am right. and fifteen on the season. All right, so one more good week, and you could uh, jump me in the standings here this year, this uh, year so far. One game behind, and it seemed like uh, I've been you know, just getting solid back three into the last two weeks. Yeah, so that's hey. When it comes to this type of stuff, I think you said it a couple weeks ago. You said if you're around sixty percent. You're feeling pretty good. You're having a great season. Yeah, so that's that's what the goal is, and obviously that's still within, you know, just takes a couple good weeks here and there. But as you can see, one and four, and I'm only up forty bucks. So the pressure's on to uh, to get back to the winning ways. One and one and four is tough. You you don't want to have that kind of week. So uh, first losing week since week one for me, and look where I am: sixteen and fourteen. Not much to show for it. But uh, let's uh, let's get back, or at least for me, we'll get back on the winning ways. And uh, for you, we'll just keep it rolling. That's all you can do. So uh, th- that's our um, that's our show for you today. Um, again, you know, because he can't, Austin can't see my face. Mm. Uh, you know, it might be might be a little awkward with the audio, but uh, you know, we made our way through. And then uh, starting next week, we'll be pretty much up and running and and we'll have a kind of in a new new platform for you we're going to upload it to youtube right yes that's correct yeah so we'll we'll be able to do a lot do a lot of different stuff and and kind of add some elements to the show that we haven't been able to yet so uh look forward to that and also next week we're going to have uh our buddy kevin a calling in so uh it'll be another guest for us i think he'll be our third we our third guest this year um. Yeah, Christy. Oh, maybe second. Just our second guest. Yeah, I want second. Yeah, so uh, second guest. Talk some Jets, even though it's going to be very painful. Uh, we'll have a, we'll have a good time with them and uh, and and have some fun with it. So uh, that's our show. Something to look forward to for next week. And um, check us out on. You want to throw out our our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, at Twitter at Square the Sharp, at Squaring Up the Sharp. And if you want to contact us, 
You can email us at squareenoughtosharp at gmail.com. And what else? Oh, uh, like and subscribe on iTunes. Rate and review. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll be, uh, we'll be up on YouTube, so that's going to be another avenue. Um, if you enjoy listening to us, you can always get at us on YouTube as well. And there are going to be a lot of women ready to see your pretty little face. Oh yeah, I've been, I've been hiding it. I've been, uh, you know, I feel like you know the Phantom of the Opera. You know, I've had <laughs> like this terrible accident. I can't show anybody my face, but um, no, it'll, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be different. Um, something that we haven't done yet. Um, we've been recording your face on the screen, but we haven't uploaded it yet because it would be a little bit weird, I guess, to just have you up there and a blank screen for me. So, um, but no, looking forward to it. It'll be a good time and. Um, you know, add, add some stuff that, uh, we haven't done yet. So look out for that. As Austin said, Instagram, Twitter, email, iTunes, whatever you got, check us out, leave us, uh, you know, subscribe, like whatever, whatever it is you do, anything is, is appreciated. So, uh, make sure to do that. And that's our show for you. So, uh, since Austin can't see my face again, why don't you uh, give him the give him the sign off here, and we'll see you for week eight. All right. Here's the squaring up the sharp.